0: What's up, everybody? My name is Joe Morado, and we are Apes Development. This episode is kind of special and near and dear to my heart because I get to interview uh, several of my friends in recovery. You're going to see some testimonies from some, some men and women uh, who have started to or are recovering from drugs and alcohol. You're going to hear testimonies from from some men and a woman who have been involved in the recovery community here in Columbia. A couple of the men that I'm going to be interviewing are dear friends of mine. I consider them brothers. And we're going to take a deep dive into the program that they're starting, uh, GWP Recovery Ministries, and we're going to dive into their journey and, and how they got to the place where they are, where they have been called to shepherd other people out of the darkness. So buckle up. Get ready for some laughs and find out how you can get involved if you want to, uh, helping other people. If you want to contribute time, uh, you can make clothing donations, furniture donations. We're going to have all the information to contact them to make donations or to get involved if you want to get involved and volunteer. So stick around. We appreciate you hanging out with us. tell me welcome to the to the show. Josh Francis and my friend Billy Dotson. These are two of the men that I that I love and admire and respect because of their commitment to uh, helping other people. Uh, you know, part of the part of the twelve step recovery process is is giving back what we've been so freely given. When we work those twelve steps in our lives, that twelve step is about carrying a message to other people. And uh, you know, no one can really work the twelve steps without continuing to try to help other people. That's part of the deal. But uh, these two men have, have taken that mantle uh, and gone above and beyond they have been an example to me uh, you know it's been a, it's been a, a, an amazing experience to watch both of you grow as individuals uh, to be servants to be servants of humble servants of God like that's it if I was to describe you to somebody that is exactly how I would describe you that you are both convicted to help other people and to, and to shepherd lost souls and to bring them back to life and I know that neither one of you take credit for that I, I know because I watch you uh, I watch I watch you walk I watch the way that you interact with people you know we're all lunatics and we're all sober crazy drug addicts and alcoholics but at the end of the day uh you know like, like our sponsor says it's, it's what you do that determines who you are and uh and I try to live by that. I try to live by my actions determine who I am. And I can think, feel, and believe whatever I want about a person, place, or thing, but it's how I treat that person, place, or thing that determines who I am. And I think that you guys are examples of how to treat people with love and tolerance and kindness. And I've seen you both get pushed. And I've seen you both get tested. Uh, working with some of these men, some of these men are, are loose canyons, and some of them are not mentally well, and uh, I see you put the same amount of effort and the same amount of energy into people who are easy to help as you do into people who are hard to help, and uh, day in and day out, you know, I watch both of you guys, and I'm speaking to this only because my audience doesn't know, my audience isn't familiar, but I watch both of you guys volunteer and do this work for nothing, for a long time, And did it with everything that you had. Full-time, it was a full-time avocation for you. It was a full-time job. And you had a construction company at the time. And you were trying to run your construction company and provide for your family and work full-time helping other people get suffered. So, that's why it's such an honor for me to be able to do this because I think it is important that people know how convicted you both are. And how invested you both are personally into what you're doing. Um, it's not about. I've never seen either, either one of you chase credit. I've never seen any, either one of you chase a pat on the back or acknowledgement or anything other than the gratification of knowing that you helped someone. Right? Like that's the reward, and I and I see that. Uh, and I think that it's important that people know that. Right? Like th- this isn't about recognition. It isn't about. Uh, popularity or fame, it's about the mission, which is bringing people back to the light. Bringing lost souls out of the darkness. Bringing them back to the light and teaching them how to live. And I know that if it wasn't for me having been in my path showing me the way and showing me the path and illuminating my path, I wouldn't be sober now. So for me to be able to participate in, in, in getting you some some recognition to getting your name out there to getting the GWP name out there. It really is a, a privilege for me to be able to do that. I've got some things that I want to talk about specifically. Tell me how GW first of all, I didn't get your testimony. So why don't you tell everybody who you are and how you mix into all this. I'm well I'm Bill I'm Billy Dotson. I am
1: a uh, alcoholic and a drug addict, and I'm a drug court baby, that's how I say it, that's how I uh, describe it sometimes to some of the guys that are in drug court. You know, drug court uh, had a hard time, I am from Murray County, and drug court signed me up, took me in, but they had nowhere to send me, and I, they were going to send me to uh, Safe Harbor some rehab way off because there was nowhere for me to go and I didn't know any of this at the time and the the two days before they were going to pick me up uh, my case manager said that uh, there is a new house in Columbia that just opened up and we're gonna send you there and uh, I got out of they picked me up out of jail signed me out of jail took me to this halfway house and dropped me off and I stayed there for three months by myself you know, the people that owned it lived in Nashville. They were never there, and uh, they they managed the house with cameras and a Sunday meeting. And uh, you know, I complained about it the whole entire time. Joe Morado would definitely agree. He he heard every single time that they was something happened. You know, I, I would go to the AA meeting. Luckily, that house was close to the Friendship House, and uh, so I was able to walk there. But uh, I didn't know, I didn't care about recovery housing being a problem. But at the time, I was living that problem. It was it was very uh, it was very real to me because there was nowhere I could go. Miss Sharon, always said, well, there's another place for you, Billy, and uh, that is prison. So anyway. I completed and graduated drug court to go back off onto my world and uh, I did that and uh, you know I started going to the AA house, got a sponsor and started to change my life and uh, Sharon after I graduated you know Sharon, Sharon would ask me to reach out to people and so I reached out to one person in
2: particular uh, and he was just so happy that it was at this house called Hester Haven. Never heard of it. Thought it was kind of silly. And I go over there one day to
1: meet Bobby, and uh, that's how I met Josh Francis through Bobby Lambert. Through uh, working with this man, I've been talking to Bobby for you know six, seven months before this, but you know he just could not get it. They kept sending him to rehabs, facilities. They just kept sending
2: him places. And then he got out, and he wanted to come over there, and I, I had
1: met Josh. And uh but that ain't where we met dude. nah we met in very kind of jail. <laughs> we
3: met in b one twenty
1: two. We, we, we met, work met pod. in six twenty-two in the work pod. You know, I may or may not have given him some dip I for did. tobacco. <laughs> tobacco products. I know? was
3: only
0: six months sober. So 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 let me so let me catch this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wouldn't walk in the lines yeah. I wouldn't we're drugs. I would take some dip. Yeah. So you he were was. six months sober he he in jail. jail. Oh yeah, met this cat yeah. in jail, mm-hmm. yeah. and he gave you tobacco yeah. in yeah. jail. Yeah, I was still the old me, and somehow God saw fit to bring that
1: full circle, mm-hmm. and for you to run into each other at a sober living house. Listen, love you. He asked me one day in jail. He said, "If I," he asked. He said, do "You want to, you want to join us in a Bible study?" I said, "No, Josh, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to." Do. I remember it like it was
3: yesterday. I mean, and just, I just, everybody would just, you know, give me an excuse Or what about He's the only guy that answered honest. He's just, Josh, I mean, that's just not what I'm trying to do. I think he was laying on his block and I'm standing over him. Like, Billy, come, you know. Josh, that is not what I'm trying to do today. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was, that was six years or five years ago. Five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, cut So. you. I, I remember riding to jail. That night I was proud, I knew I was there for, I, I, I had a DUI, third is what it went down as, it was actually my fifth. So it went down as a third. And there was two other guys the same day with the same charge. They, they let them off with probation, no jail time. My marketing said, they're not talking about it, they're not. You're going to jail. There's no discussion, I said, ah, oh, there's no way. You're so you went to jail sober? I was jail and, sober. And Six so months sober. I, I was already working for, for Freeman Recovery Center, like I was Doing the deal, I was the king of AA in my mind. <laughs> I was a believer. I mean, I, I was doing everything that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. The treatment center, Sean, I wrote a letter, you know, speaking on my behalf, on the, I mean, everybody had done everything to keep you from going to jail. And they would not do. They said you are going. And all I could think of was Paul. You know, Paul had to go to prison. He was in the prisons. I said, there's something for me to do in this jail. I remember riding there that night. I said, Lord. I, you know, I'm gonna carry the message into the jail. I'm gonna carry your message, your word into this jail. But I ask you to speed the time up. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the juvenile, uh, deliver, the juvenile center sign. Mm-hmm. As I was praying that prayer, and I went and I went in. I think I was in population like uh, three days, and they kind of got me pulled into the work pod. and that's that's where I met Billy started doing a Bible study. My mentor always told me, you know, trick them if you got to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would get cookies. I would buy all the cookies I could on commissary. And I would, I would give the cookies away at the Bible study to get people to come to the Bible study. Mm-hmm. Did it work? It worked. Yeah. And there would be people who would come to the Bible study. There's a couple guys. I met Billy through that. There's another guy, Blake, that we met in there. Mm-hmm. When I got out, he had come to Fresh Start. He was in the Fresh Start house when it first opened. Mm-hmm. He relapsed, made another guy, took him to treatment, he's sober today. Mm -hmm. He lined up, me and Billy, and you know, God is just
0: the ultimate chess player. Yeah, 100%. He lines up all this stuff, you know, we're... Well, that was my point of bringing that up, because that was five years ago, and then cut to Bobby's seven months sober. So in the last year, you guys run into each other again at the sober living house, and you had been sober for how long at that point? When you started talking to Bobby at the house. Oh, Going on to you year, a year and a half. Yeah. So you were a year and a half sober. Josh is four and a half years sober. And here you guys like, what, what are you doing here? And get to talking and catching up. Yeah. He was ready to talk about God Bill. All of a sudden. All of a sudden he was ready to talk about God. I mean, yeah. That <laughs> it took, it it took. took it took what it took. It took what it took. That's it. That's it, it. it. Listen, when I got when I came to Columbia, Tennessee, the last thing I was looking for was a relationship with God. Yes. Yeah. Me and God weren't talking and I was okay with that. When I
3: started, I was not going to be a battle jumper. I was not fixing to drink the Kool-Aid. Definitely not. I remember. I, I mean, I couldn't stand even the thought of Jesus. I had so many trust issues with my brother my, my senior, Let me just, I had trust issues with women. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I thought this whole Jesus thing was a pepper story word for a holy name, Mary. And that's, that's <laughs> you know, and it's, it sounds terrible, like it's, Almost blasphemy, you know, it's but, like, it, but it was your—that but but was, your was my view at that time. So I sure. always say it that way, and mm-hmm. you know, but I don't anybody, but that's how I viewed the Bible. That is a cover story for a whore named Mary. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. They made up all that stuff to, to, to cover to, up the, to the miraculous deception. Right, I got you. And that's that's what I went with But I knew that God was working on life. I felt this. I knew it was happening. Like it just—it never stopped. I started to pray, and I was just talking to the Creator God. I knew there was no way that there could be only one God, and all these other gods didn't exist. And, you know, I just talked to the Creator God, and I said, "Well, if there—if there is a God, it's going to be a God that's going to accept all of this crap. Mm-hmm. You know, He knows where He is. He's got to be a God, of and that's—that's that's where I started, just the, the Creator God. Yeah. And uh, I, at that time, I just called him—I called him the God of AA. And I set out to convert Christians from from the Bible to the, to the AA way. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you know, I studied the Bible, and I would find all this contradiction. I would go and talk to my roommate, Jeff, and, uh, you know, to disprove, to, to convert him to AA. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I became a Bible. Somebody hit me with the Kool-Aid, and I didn't know
0: about it. <laughs> okay, so you guys end up meeting at the Hester Eamon House and a friendship is born. Not just a friendship, but but a brotherhood. a, a, A brotherly connection is formed and you two go at recruiting and helping and building on that foundation of that house with those four men and blew up another program to the point where they have, what, six houses now? Columbia. So, you yeah. know, six minutes. houses. When we
3: started, we met Deidre and and she was just as going home with us. As many houses as we would open, she was ready, to let's get it. Wouldn't touch the brakes and, and that's what we're about. We're just going and we went and every, you know, every house we opened just, we just went. We got a house, we opened the house, we asked for furniture. We just we never quit. Mm-hmm. and. Uh,
0: it just, it I mean, it's on. been a miracle to watch. Like, I'm telling it's, you, as an outsider, to good, watch this it. All
3: started. We was in church, right? In, in this time, listen, and probably nobody remembers this message. But Pastor Morgan said that when they got the new church, that they started to build the roof. They didn't have the money. They didn't know what to do. And he said he wouldn't talk to another guy. And he told him just just start doing it. Just start building the roof. Mm-hmm. And, and in doing that, they raised the money and done the whole roof. And they raised more than what they needed. And I don't remember anything else he said, but just just start building the roof, you ain't got to have money, you ain't got to have what you, you ain't got to have all that, God is going to make a way, he's going to provide a way. And that's what made it That really has inspired all of this in me and Billy, just start building the roof. And that's We're what sure. we did, we had no money, we had no funds, and, and we just started to build the roof. Mm. We got in there, we put the work in, we got the houses, God had prepared us for all this, Billy's a plumber, I had a construction business, I got all the tools. We got the houses, remodeled the houses. You know, everything, God has lined up everything just perfectly to do this. Mm -hmm. When we would hit spots where we would, like, we would, it'd be finances, you know, holding us up, we'd be able to go out into the community and we would just get the money. Mm -hmm. And God, you know, he just had it prepared the whole way. We went one time and talked to this guy and he pulled a check out of his wallet like it had been there since 1930. Mm Put a, took a piece of tape and put it on the tape the check back together. Because it was that old. He was that old. old but in his God had that check in that man's wallet that long and he wrote the check and, and met the whole need. Mm-hmm. We needed $10,000. He met the need. And we opened another house. I think that was, that might have been the first one. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. That's what started us. That was, mm-hmm. He wrote the check and we went. And That's we went. when we
1: first realized that God is in this. Mm-hmm. Because It was, we were all the way against the wall, we were frustrated, we needed all the help. We did not find no other solution other than just, hey, we need help knocking on doors. Knocking on doors and me and Josh went and went to a few places and then we went to this one place and asked him and he said, yes, he said, for sure, he said, how much? And we told him and he wrote a check for the whole amount, two checks.
2: Yeah, half
1: on one, and half on another. <laughs> Don't know why, but he did make two checks. One of them was ripped. I thought, well, this is weird. Yeah, definitely. I would have been like, they're never gonna accept. The this. whole time outside, <laughs> the whole time outside, it was. Com- we had
0: we had clients in the truck waiting for you. that we had picked
2: up from work or wherever, and they were waiting on us. They had no idea what we
1: was really even doing. Mm-hmm. And the, it, it just come this monsoon storm, the clouds, it's thundering, lightning out of nowhere. And by the time we walked out, it was natural bleeding through. It was—it's just ridiculous, and it was up with. Mm. And uh, you know, and then we was like, okay, I see you got, you, you got her back. He has you a doing that. You are real. Yeah, you sure. you got, you gonna have us, So we just kept on, and we opened another house, and. God sent every man to it. And we would open another house and God would send every man to it. And we have we have fought this whole time. I've never met a man, listen, I've moved a lot of furniture since I got sober. <laughs> but there's only two things I ever that I know of right now. And I am not, this does not make me better than nobody. But I have taken furniture out of my place and did without just to give it to the recovery community some of the houses Mm -hmm. and Josh Francis I went to his house woke his child up and said get off the couch Mm -hmm. and we loaded the couch onto the truck and took it to the house you know we replaced the couch but it was about being willing Mm -hmm. how far are you willing to go to help somebody we run out of beds somebody would sleep on the couch Mm -hmm. We or we would take our bed. bed. He took his bunk beds and put it in the house for, you know, that's
3: just different. I don't know what that is, but that's just different. It's well, not what God's in it, you know. You just well, it's hard to hold back from it. They're, men are quitting their jobs to do this for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's just amazing to see it happen.
0: Well, and, and what's <laughs> even more amazing is that as
3: the community becomes more informed and more aware, they're
0: gonna to wanna to get involved too. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, that I wanna talk about. So, now we got a little backstory on how you two partnered up. How did GWP come to be? How did GWP Ministries come to be? Because people are gonna to wanna to know, like, well, how did, how, did, how did this become a thing? Like, how did, how did this get born? Yes, and you do not know God's plan. Right, what is the mission? What's the purpose? To Gerald,
1: uh, uh, my friend Gerald says it best. He wants a recovery, a recovery house on every street and a church on every corner. Uh, since I graduated drug court, they have done nothing but ask me to try to help get something in Lawrenceburg. And they say Fevo. I don't know where federal is, but, you know, uh, why not? The 22nd Judicial District Drug Court, and this is not a drug court thing. But drug work, they they have the need there just like they did here before we started doing what we did here. Right? The goal would be to go to Lawrenceburg, Fayetteville, Giles County, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana. This, listen, the number one leading cause of death between us three men sitting here right now is overdose in this country. The the most likely reason we're going to die is uh, overdose. That's a national number between ages of 18 and 45 years. I'm out of that range. However, it's the number one killer in this country. And, and it's like people are talking about it. Rehabs are opening, and that's great. But what do they do when they get out of rehab? Oh, well, we're done with the 28 days. We've built you $30,000. I hope you make it. Right? We all know <coughs> sitting here that that's just not enough that's
3: just one piece of the puzzle that's right. one piece of the puzzle 30 days you yeah. got to be separated from
0: the drugs and alcohol.
2: yeah For well sure. you have to, that's you only have to, the start
0: you have to replace the behavior yeah. and and the treatment centers time. the treatment centers don't do that the treatment centers get down to causes and conditions mm-hmm. they get you to unpack your baggage and really look at why you're getting loaded and what you're running from but at the end of the day when you like you said when you leave that 28 30 day program even if it's 60 90 days they're not teaching you life skills. They're not teaching you behaviors. They're not getting you a sponsor that you're calling instead of your dope dealer. They're not teaching you how to live. Yeah.
3: Well, look, I don't know what program you went to.
0: Freeman's doing all of that. Well, that's that, that's good.
3: Sober living, treatment. What? Yeah, we got to connect right. those things. I didn't believe Yeah, and, and the that's, places we know are just the twenty-eight day. We, we got to be in relationships with them. Right. And... And, and provide that second part of it. One hundred percent. they're doing their part. You have to have that twenty eight days, and we're not qualified to do that. To provide the medical assistance. We, we don't have any of the that. The staff can right.
0: I can't treat somebody that's having a seizure. I can't, you know, that's going through tremor I can't do any of that. I'm facilitating group therapy sessions yeah. all day long. No. Right. But I mean, definitely not. Yeah. So, but those are the places that you can to d- d- build a pipeline to mm-hmm. for your clients to give people a resource out of treatment where they can go after care. Right? Like that's the idea is GWP and what and what the the sober living homes that you're gonna be opening is going to provide aftercare for people who have gone to a rehab or a treatment center or a detox and are ready to start getting back on their feet. Right. So the next question that I have for you is how can people find you? How can people get a hold of you? So do you have a website? We do
3: it's all that's being made right now. And that's God, God just sent this, this college student, she's doing a project, you know, I've been struck because I'm not internet and I'm not in with none of that stuff. Billy's, he's not, I mean, we're just not them. Uh, right. Billy is trained on Windows 7. Right. He's got a degree. Yeah. He's got computer science, but it's, you know. Listen. Information
1: technology.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, whatever. sir. And, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't something it's, about it.
3: It's owed. Yeah, yeah, no, it's what it's, they call obsolete. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes. we, we don't have none of that experience. Right. Well, now i sent this college student, she's doing a project, community project, and is, is, she's taking on all of that. All that's in the process of making it. Right. We've got our domain, GWPministries.com. Okay. You can go to it. It's not a functioning website
0: yet, yet. but it yet. will be. Right. We're going to have, you know, links, and the, it, it'll be all going. We've got a Facebook page. Well, and, and listen, so, and that's something that I said before, is we're going to make sure, when I was talking to Justin, we're going to make sure that there's links in the description yeah. of this video. We're, we're, gonna, put, we're gonna put contact information mm-hmm. if people want to reach out to you directly. Email address, phone number, whatever you want to put mm-hmm. on there, we'll put on there. Um, you know, one of the things that one of the things that Justin touched on a little bit, and this is something that I, you know I'd love for you guys to elaborate on is how people can get involved. Right? Yeah. Speaking at the community level, how can people get involved? Like Justin was talking about volunteer work. So first I you have to pass a drug test. <laughs> okay. So that's a requirement. That's
3: a requirement. We're going to drug test. If you want to work with our people, if you want to volunteer in our program, you got to pass a drug test, and you got to be okay with me drug testing you anytime. Okay. If I see you looking funny, I'm drug testing you. I, don't, I mean, that's right. just. You, and you're going be, you're be that's you. and if you see me looking for me, I want you to drug test me. All of us have that
0: ability. Yeah, clients, and that's about protecting If my client wants to call me out and drug community. test me, sure. It's not. Sure. It's not to out anybody. It's not to make yeah. anybody so We're not gonna embarrass them. Right. It'll be a problem. But it's about you gotta be willing clients. to
3: take a drug test. Right. You gotta be passing drug test. So there you go. If you want, that's, that's number one. If you want to help,
0: you're gonna be sober. So some of the things that Justin mentioned was transportation, right? Like yeah. people are going to need rides to work. To that is a big meetings. thing. That, is, that has
3: been the hardest thing for us to overcome is lack of transportation. So, so we've anybody
0: got
1: wants to start a van service to transport, <laughs> transport. people <at laughs> a, for free <laughs> or, you know, I mean, for, for real, it's a business that's there that's for real that somebody can start and do transportation you're not going to drive any, any of these guys around illegally. Uh, so, you know, valid license, valid insurance, valid all these things. But uh, transportation is the number one need because no one comes into our program with, with cars, money, insurance, registered to their right name, tags, it's right, all these things. So we take them to work. We pick them up from work. We take them to church. We pick them up from church. We take them to... AA means. We bring
0: them home from AA. We take them to mental health, doctors appointments, and we bring them home. And you guys have been facilitating this kind of transportation (laughs) for the last, I mean, as long as I've known that you've been involved the last couple of years, you guys have been facilitating, organizing transportation. I don't know if I would call it organizing, Joe, but we've... Facilitating for sure. We've been managing the chaos. Yeah, right. I mean, you're talking about 26, 30 people a day. Getting, okay. getting him to work, mm-hmm. getting him to meetings, getting him home from work, getting him to the grocery store, getting him to Walmart if they need. And we was able to do that with the community here in Columbia. Right. We've got
3: ten, probably ten people that are willing to give rides. If we can right. just call and say, "Hey, can you pick somebody up from the Santa Fe House and take them here?" Right. And they do it. And that's and that's and that's, that's, that's what it takes to right. be able to do this. We have to have the community support involved More and right. willing to drive out here and, and get somebody and take them to a meeting. And wait on them or go into the meeting with them because they need it right back home as well.
0: There's the recovery dog. Feeling left out. (laughs) sister. We need
3: volunteers (laughs) to cover like weekend shifts. Yeah. We try to do our days off Saturday. And uh, the the way we do that is is to get volunteers to come in and and cover the the weekends. And we can let our house peers have days off. You know, that's how
0: we do it. We do it. We do four or five hour shifts. Mm. That's another way you could get in. So one of the things that another thing that Justin brought up was like life skills, right? Like people need mm. help managing their finances. Yeah. People need help learning how to write a resume. All of them. People people need help. Listen, we're based when I, when I got sober, I knew how to lay brick.
3: I was probably the best bricklayer. You know, in my mind, I was the best in the world. <laughs> I was a really good bricklayer, but that's it. Mm-hmm. That was it. I didn't know how to do anything when I got here. I just recently learned how to shave right. Mm -hmm. And that's real. I'm I'm a 30 year old man and I just learned how to shave like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. When the guy shaved me, I realized, well, he just is not pressing down as hard as I do. That's why I cut myself up. I pressed down too hard. I mean, that's a real thing. I didn't have a father that taught me to shave. Mm -hmm. My parents were in addiction. You know, I didn't have that. And the guys that we have coming in, you know, a lot of them don't have that. Yeah. They don't have a father for They don't know how to act. They don't know how to keep a clean house. I mean, it's well, um, it's, we, it's basic things that you think all people have, but we don't. We don't yeah. have nothing. I didn't make my bed. I didn't clean my room. I didn't do any of that stuff when I first got sober. Yeah. I did that because Sean made me do it. Mm-hmm. And it taught me to, to clean my room, to make my bed, yeah. Yeah. to
0: wash my clothes regularly. Listen, but I tell things you guys, the tell you guys all the time, here? my house is clean, my dishes are done, my bed mm-hmm. is made right now. My bed was made before I knew there was going to be eight people here tonight. Mm-hmm. I learned that in sober living. I learned to take care no, of myself. I got it's taught good. to be responsible and accountable for my own space in sober living. That's where I learned That's that. It. So, I mean, I, I, I stand beside that 100%. These people need life skills and they need to be taught. And they need to be top above intolerance. Right.
3: That's it, and that's what it takes. It takes it takes a lot of grace to do this. Yeah. When these men first come in, when me and Billy first started, we just we thumped them on the head. We wouldn't let them get away with nothing. And that just it wasn't right. It worked. Those four men got started, I don't know how they
0: made it. They did out of spite. They didn't spite know. y'all. I mean, we, we did in with in them, spite but, y'all.
3: But we was right there with them. I know I one of least
0: one that said, some just to spice your ass. He mm-hmm. you said he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We had to
3: soften up a lot. It takes a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. We Now, we don't even get onto in the first 30 days. Mm-hmm. We don't even give them punishment. I mean, we just can't. There's no, we don't know how to do anything. When we get here, we're going to learn everything. And it takes 30 days, at least 30 days. Have grace mm-hmm.
0: just to i mean just to get That's grounded it. to yeah. feel safe and secure yeah. somewhere yeah. i mean most of us have been rolling stones for so long that i don't even remember the last time that i was in a stable place for more than you know a month mm-hmm. anywhere before i got sober so i mean i haven't even calmed down in a month definitely yeah. not. i was a lunatic for my yeah. first six or seven months for sure you know, and, and I mean, I, I love the testimonies of all the guys that I've seen where different people are at in different stages of their recovery mm-hmm. and seeing the light on, even even in Ira, you know what I mean? 64 days, 65 days, the light's on in his eyes and has a... It's red. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. His he, house,
3: he, yeah, I mean, he's living it up, he's...
0: Right, doing the... He's, doing, he's the doing thing, Right. But that comes from your... It comes from y'all's leadership. It comes from you guys setting the example, right? Every single person that I talked to tonight talked about you guys... in the trenches not asking them to do things that you wouldn't do yourself not asking them to do things that you haven't done yourself Mm -hmm. right and you're teaching them and now they're teaching other people and that's man that's 12 steps of recovery right there that's it leading the leading these men into recovery and then helping them help somebody else i mean you're you're laying the groundwork for a recovery community to continue building itself even in the wake of your absence if you move to lawrenceburg the recovery community that you both helped start here is going to continue to thrive because of the men that you have that have followed in your footsteps I I don't know if you guys realize that but you have created a legacy and as long as the men keep doing what you've taught them they will continue to foster new men to continue to do the same thing Right? I mean you got Jody you got LT running houses that are teaching the men that are coming up that are going to be running those houses when LT and Jody are gone I mean, look at Bobby. Bobby is like a miracle. He's a fucking miracle. Pastor Bobby. dude, no, sure. Right? He married two people tonight. From the broken shell <laughs> of a man. From the broken shell of a man that could not look you in the eye. To a man brimming over with confidence in who he is and in and, and his path. And comfortable in the path that he is walking faithfully. that's a miracle and it has nothing to do with us except for God put us in his path that's it God made us examples to be an example to him and he has took the torch and run Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so we got volunteer work transportation life coaching job job placements (coughs) things like that we talk about donations people can donate right Mm -hmm. everybody needs things toiletries clothing food cleaning supplies. All of these things are ways that furniture people, you guys talked about furniture, taking furniture out of your own homes to furnish
3: these houses. Well, we partnered with a guy that's gonna meet that need. He's gonna buy the homes and he's gonna pay our program. We're gonna do a vocational training program. Okay. And uh, we're gonna remodel these houses. He's gonna pay the program. We're gonna teach these men a trade. Okay. We're gonna teach them to remodel. We're gonna teach them electrical. We're gonna teach them all that stuff. And, and that's what we're going to do for this guy. He's going to buy the houses. We're going to remodel the houses. And uh, he's going to pay us to do that. Then he's going to furnish these houses. And he's going to rent them back to us. Okay. And in doing that, we're going to be able to make the program completely free. Right. Like They'll come. They'll have to work. You know, they're going to earn it. They're not going to sure. just, you know. I don't believe you we appreciate just, anything you don't pay for definitely but they're going to be grinding they're going to be working they're going to know well, go what to better work. way for them to earn their keep yeah, they're, to learn it. A trade at they're the going to way. learn a trade they're going to learn trade. a when they leave in a year they're going to be fully qualified to remodel houses. house they can go and start their own business and we would help them to do that when they leave they'd be fully qualified to to start their own business and you know we want to help them do that or help them to place them with with another construction company and we're not only going to do that, that's just where we're going to start because that's what I know, that's what Billy knows. We know we can do that trade.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we're going to go to other businesses, we're going to get other vocational training, but we're going to start right there. We're going to make go the program free. We're going to have the furniture. You know, God, he, he prepared us with, with that, that sermon, that just start building the roof. Yep. You know, with all this in mind. And, and, and that's what we've done. We've done the work he sent somebody to to meet all that need so we're going to continue to build and just just in a different way Mm -hmm. we're going to put all that energy that we've used you know to get furniture to to get donations Mm -hmm. we're going to put that in another place right teach these men we're going to spend more time with the men we're going to make the program free for the men i mean it's it's just amazing to be what god is doing
0: Stay close to Him and do His I mean, will. Well.
3: We, if we just follow God, it <laughs> really yeah. says our part is stupid small.
0: Yeah,
3: and that's true. It is. Absolutely. I mean, it's just stupid small. And God has got all this lined up. He's got so much in store for us if we would just follow Him, just seek after Him. Mm-hmm. And and He's got it all figured out already. He's got every piece in place. And we're just here to do that. We're just—that's all we're really trying to do. We just are trying to stay where God wants us and do what we know he's called us to do. This, I'm good at everything. I've always been real good at everything I've done. I've, just, I've always been talented, been a copy, just arrogant. You're all or nothing, person. Yeah. And and, that's how most of us are. But, but with this right here, I don't have to, like I have to try to put, I have to make all that happen. I don't have to try hard to make this recovery thing happen. It's just, it just happens. God put me and live together and we just, we work well together and it's just, it's just amazing. You know, only God can do things like this. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mean, it's, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it to you, Joe. It just, is, it's, it's amazing
0: and I, I'm glad to be here and be a part of it. I mean, i I'm, I'm looking forward to You, you said, said what God, God by? has just been using us. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that, the way that you guys came full circle in your meeting and how you, mm-hmm. how you came to be together now, working together in this, uh, how I came to be in both of your lives. You know what I'm saying? Like the and, and me doing this podcast and how it took off on its own and now how that's gonna be a resource for you guys to get your, your name and your information out there. Like that's I couldn't ask for a better a better reason to do an episode and to and to put this out there. You know what I'm saying? To get your name and your information out there. So volunteer work, donations, the last thing on that list is charitable donations. People can, can donate financially yeah. to help sponsor transportation yeah so clothing, that clothing.
3: that girl that's doing the, the the marketing on that she is uh she's also she's starting the Andy harnison scholarship fund okay and what that's going to be is like guys are coming like come from jail you have no money you got no club you got nothing we're going to have a team where we'll interview this guy mm-hmm. and it's not going to be much if you're coming from jail you're just going to qualify mm-hmm. you got nothing we're going to pay your first month's rent mm-hmm. where you don't have to rush into work or whatever you know pay that, you know, help get clothes, help like with mental, uh, like with therapy, you know, stuff like that. So, we, we've got that going, you could donate straight into that, it's, none of that stuff is, is all together yet, but it will be. Okay. Uh, we've got, we've got a, uh, a cash app okay. that you could donate into
0: now. Okay. And we can put that in the comments too. Yeah. If, you know, if people want to help now or mm-hmm. if they want to wait, they can do that too. I just want to make sure that people have, understand that there are many ways that they can get involved. Yes. If they, if, you know, if they can't afford their time, if they don't have things that they can donate or contribute that way, if they're better off financially, they can donate that way. Or vice versa, if they don't have the funds but they have the time. Yes, yes. Because we all have ways that we can contribute. Mm-hmm. We all have something that we can bring to the table to help other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe this is a worthy cause, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm very passionate about recovery, obviously. Uh, you know, I love helping other people, I love seeing people get their feet on the ground and, and becoming active members of society, I love it. So what's the end goal? That's the last question I have for you is the end game, what is the end goal? A recovery house on every street and
1: a
3: church on every corner. I mean, that's it, we plan to start, I've got a rental property mm-hmm. to put that, we're hoping to close that deal up <coughs> in Lawrenceburg, in Lawrenceburg. Okay. We're gonna start with that house. The guy. We're gonna remodel the, the, the other house for the guy. We're gonna move the guys in that house. He's gonna get another house. Plan to do four men's houses. And once we as, soon as we get that done, we're gonna open a women's treatment house and do the same thing again. And then have we'll have eight houses down there. We're gonna go. On, we're probably gonna start immediately. We're gonna start going down there. We're gonna seeking out a church to partner with and do set recovery down there. Do a Sunday night service. And, uh,
0: no, you're
3: good.
0: Okay, we got on every street, church on every mm-hmm. corner.
3: Yes, two contact. That's right. it. Right, once so we once we get that to St. Lawrenceburg, we're going to go to another town. Yeah, we're going to do it again. Yes. God has called us into a ministry, into and, and like an evangelistic ministry, mm-hmm. and that's that was the, the original mission of Fresh Start something along those lines. You go to a town and argue with a church and and that's it. Get it established. Go to another town and that's it. And that's what we plan to do. I know that y'all's hearts are in this 100%. I, I know that I love and respect and admire both
0: of you for the, the paths that you walk. Uh, I know that the three of us respect each other and love each other in that way because of that. Uh, so I mean this has been this has been a privilege for me. I love it. I love you guys. I appreciate you coming and talking to me. We are H development. This has been episode sixteen. GWP Recovery and Ministries. Josh Francis, Billy Dawson. If you like what you heard, you support the cause, like, subscribe, comment. I don't care what you say about me, as long as you talk about me. I'm Joe rock. <laughs>